Hey, everybody, you're listening to NC Shop Talk, brought to you by NC Carpet Binding. I'm your host, Mal Mayer. If you want to learn from some of the most innovative people in the industry and laugh a ton, then this show is for you. So let's get started. Welcome back to NC Shop Talk, everyone. Thanks for joining us. A few updates before we jump into a real exciting episode. SEMA is inching closer. And just to reiterate what we'll be doing out there, on November 1st, me and Randy from Warren Giles will be walking around the show, visiting client cars and client booths. We'll be posting our locations along the way in our Instagram story. All you got to do is come find us and you'll automatically be entered to win free leather hides from Warren Giles. And then NC is going to give away a bunch of stuff, cordless cutter, uh, cordless leather and carpet cutter, I should say, free set of our new Italian-made scissors, our French seam tape, sewing threads, and more. We're going to put together a real nice basket of all this stuff and bless somebody with it, if not a handful of people. We're going to play it by ear, see how it goes. And we're calling this Finding Mal and Randy. So come find us on November 1st. We're meeting in between North and Central Hall at 1230. All right, let's start getting to the good stuff here. First level of good stuff, is we're running 12.5% discounts on our machines during SEMA. Those are long arms, 12.5% on long arms, 10% on all the other machines. And uh, that's good through November 5th. Plus you get the extended five-year limited warranty. So there's my shameless plug for the podcast. Now for the main event, and I'm really happy and excited he's coming on with us. And he said to me two or three times already how excited he is. And that really makes me feel good. Mikey Brown is one of the most interesting people you'll ever find. He's beyond wide open. He's an open book. And he gives off more energy and excitement than just about any 10 men combined. His passion for building and making the most out of anything or just about anything rivals pretty much anyone you're going to meet. Mikey, Mikey is literally on the adventure of a lifetime right now. And by the end of this podcast, we're all going to learn what it's about. And we're going to try to help him and support him along the way uh, as he marches his way towards fame. And that's exactly what it is. And we're going to, we're going to jump into it. NC Shop Talk welcomes in Mikey Brown, owner and creator of Paper to Pavement Moving Company. A move, sorry, the Paper to Pavement Movement Company. Mikey, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thanks, Mal. I appreciate you having me, man. I am very excited to be here. And what an intro, dude. Hey. You are, you've built me up to really let everybody down, dude. <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't even know what to say to that, but I know for sure you're not going to let us down. You know, we've spoken a couple of times you, on the phone about this and I could tell how pumped you are. And most of the time guests are happy. They're excited to come on and, you know, and it just, it's just nice. It's a nice connection. We get to learn each other about each other a little bit. Everyone else gets to learn about you and you have a million fans out there who you know, have been following you for years and seeing your growth and seeing your changes. And we're going to try to address all that. And um, I'm excited, man. It's it's fun. It's going to be fun, man. Yeah, I'm pumped. I don't know if you remember, and I think we did talk about it, but we back in, we met for the first time back in 2018. You were in the Wyotech booth, and I remember you sitting in the chair. And I came over and said hello because I'd seen you on Instagram. And you even said, hey, Mal. And I'm like, hey, Mikey, how you doing? But you didn't look. <laughs> Like yourself, be honest with you. Look pissed and bored to death. Were they having you work the booth? What was what was going on there? I need to know. No man, I just. I mean, I I think that this uh, that was kind of the gun firing off for this chase that I'm on now. Honestly, you know, I mean, I I got there and I was involved with so many people in the projects, in the booth, and the everything, and it just felt like a corporate. I don't know, dog and pony show to me. I didn't feel like I was an artist there. I felt like I was a product that wasn't yeah. benefiting, you know, like I had a business. I I was Mikey's custom upholstery yeah. and I pretty much invested my life into getting there. And I was like, man, I, I wish I would have stacked this up a little different. And from that moment on, I definitely stacked it different. Yeah. You started making things away. It's funny you say that because my next line I was going to say, there, my guess as to why you look pissed is because you were basically missing creating and working and you weren't being yourself. I was, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you read that room, right? Yep. You know, I, man, and it was, it's no offense to Wyotech. You know, I, I absolutely loved being there. It was more of a, I don't know, a test to is. myself. No, not even that. I 
actually had a lot of fun, Did you but really it was hurt? more of a, I want to work more. I don't like talking. I'm, I'm a talker and a doer, you know, yeah. and I didn't have enough for my hands to do. I, I'm not really good at just showing something. I like, that's the reason now with this Hot Wheels thing, I never have to just show it. It is like every piece does something else, you know? So I always exactly. stay busy with it. Yeah. Well, you have a knack for really making something out of nothing or taking something that has no business being part of something else and making it work. Does a ton of deep thought go into these decisions and these outcomes or does it just come to you naturally? Like you're looking at it and you're like, boom, boom, boom. And you just, and you just flow. What happens? Mal brother. I mean, I come from a long line of farmers, factory workers, and coal miners. We ain't thinkers, you know? So <laughs> I just hit it hard. And then I enjoy whatever I did, you know, through the upholstery shop, I had to deal with a ton of customers. And I learned over the years that the best thing for me and my personal mental health is to agree that my best is enough for me, you know, and yeah. I just hit it every single day. I don't try to do good or bad. I just go in do my best and then stand back and go, dang, dude, I can't believe Like, I'm as shocked as everybody at the end of the day. You know, it's cool. Yeah, But the creativity, it's just natural. Like it flows almost like you're like you're a basketball player in the zone, knocking down three, you know, five, six, seven, eight shots in a row. It just comes quick. Well, I mean, I, I, I changed my label of I went in a deep dive of kind of who I am after I had kids and COVID. My my business went under, you know, like the upholstery shop kind of went to an end. So many of my suppliers closed that. Wow. I wasn't willing to start back from zero with kids. So I was like, I want to go about this a lot more fun. And I don't know, the whole road kind of, it's its just wild talking to you now because I haven't really slowed down enough for this to sink in. And uh, it is pretty crazy. Like what it I'm is. doing is pretty you know nice, what? man. We got a lot to cover and I want to make this journey on this podcast, this short journey on the podcast count oh, for, for you sure. so you can get that whole story out where you're going, where you want to go, how'd you get there, that whole the whole thing. But before we get into it, I just got a text from Shane from Sontite, who we were talking about earlier. And I told him <laughs> I was interviewing you, him and a bunch of the guys. And Shane wanted me to have you tell the story about the stove that you bought online for your wife. So tell, brother. Break that down. Are you seeing this? You seeing? <laughs> I do see, see it. My, he showed me a picture. See my little stove? So this stove isn't waist high. And my wife, uh, I, she invested in a, in a long game with me, you know, like it's been, it's taken a long time for me to sharpen my sword up enough to start cutting vegetables up to eat, you know? So <laughs> we've been hungry a while. Every once in a while though, everyone would give me a tip or, you know, like I just run into a little luck and I was like, I got some extra money. I want to get something really nice for her. She yeah. wanted like, as you see, me and my dad and my sister redid the kitchen and everything for her. And I was like, she wants an old school looking retro stove. Yeah. So I just got on the internet and I was like, oh, look at this. Like this one will look awesome. I bought it. No question. Boom. Well, it showed up and it showed like it was an Astro van, like a little or a transit, like a little bitty thing. Yeah. And I was like, is it just one part? And then they opened it up and the box wasn't the size of like a <laughs> I mean, you see the stove, a little bitty thing, you know, it looked like a T like an old school console TV. Yeah. And I was like, is there another box? Like, where's the rest of the stove? And my sister was there to help me unload this stove, which was like unloading an easy bake oven. And I peeled the box off of it and it was dude legit. It was the whole stove. And then I went back and looked and I bought it on a tiny house website. Like I didn't even <laughs> read nothing. Like it was just stupid, man. And that's pretty much my life summed it, up. Full throttle like, and then look at the chaos you know it, that happened. It looks like a 24-inch like TV. That's what it dude, looks it's like. so little. It, it's lit like our and I'm not even kidding you. It is the same size as the air fryer right next to it. Like it's nuts. <laughs> hey, the burners work, right? Oh, and hey, like it doesn't really cook a turkey, but you can do a Thanksgiving chicken like 20 minutes. I guess dude, nobody's business. Nails it. Yeah, Maybe and that's how I'm losing breast. so much weight. Buy a little bitty oven and you go from 370 pounds down to 210, man. That like boy. it works. And you know what? Maybe just breast. Breast, so, breast is always good. That's it. Just the turkey breast. That's all you need. All right. I really want to get into understanding this new company that you came out with, the paper to pavement movement is what you called it. And this is really your quest for like immortality and we're going to get into it. But first tell us and let us know 
what makes you tick. You already told us about the farming and the family and where you learned from. Did it, you know, as a kid, is this kind of what you always wanted to do? Give us a little background growing up and then we'll jump into the company. Yeah, my mom and dad were like, they're hard workers, you know, like all, when I was a real little kid, I just spent a lot of time alone because they kind of like tag teamed, you know, working 12 hour shifts, the opposite times of the day, you know, and I would say that's a very common story that's not getting told very often anymore, man. And in that time alone, I just had a scrap pile of bicycles and like we had a little square around our neighborhood. I'm from a town called Deputy, Indiana, just population of 38 today you know i'm one of 38 wow and, uh, 38 people today yeah it used to be 50 when i was a kid it was 54 and it was when like all i call them whiteheads you know when i was so disrespectful that's what i called them when i was a kid but all the <laughs> old you know the older people the <laughs> you skipped the generation of procreating you got to make that up dude you got two kids you know keep going <laughs> you can well, be responsible you, for like 10 percent of the population in two years I tell you, if if the quality level of people stays the way it is, the population number don't bother me none. You know, I'm I'm a quality over quantity guy. But you can literally impact the population, the gross domestic product in your town, almost you and your wife by yourself. I'm trying, you know, like that's kind of what I'm trying to show everybody. That is my mission with paper to pavement is it is literally like I live on a gravel road and I, I'm just... I mean, I hate saying it like this because I'm not, I don't see myself as poor, but I am a dirt poor boy. You know, I don't have any money in my pocket. So I have to rely on this community and what they are throwing away. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm around craftsmen, like real legit dudes out here. Like these guys have CNC machines in their backyard. You move out here to really develop yourself. You ain't this far out. I mean, I'm 30 miles from any store. Mm. You don't come this far out not to make it on your own. So the fact that I was kind of born and bred here just made me this person I am. Like everyone's like, how do you know how to do that and that? And I was like, dude, I learned that when I was six years old from, and then when I say who it's from, I'm like, well, that dude is a legend, you know, like that, that guy's crazy, you know? So yeah. it's just, I, I was very fortunate to be born where I was born, even though everyone else looks at it as like, oh man, if he was in LA, he'd be rich. Brother, I was born rich, you know, with nothing. Yeah. that a boy. All right. Your first company was Mikey's Custom Upholstery. Then you make a drastic business shift away from that, which we touched on a little bit, to the paper to pavement company movement. Tell us about when and how it clicked for you that this is what you want to do. Outside of what you already told us, yeah. when did this all, when did this all go down and how did it happen? When I met Trent Sherrill, I, I had a, I had built that truck that you seen at SEMA. It was called the Pearl Necklace. I built that truck and a dragster to pull behind it called the Seam Ripper. You know, I've always built duos. I, I love, I love sets. I don't like showing up with one thing. I want to show up with two things always, always okay. have. And I met him through a photo shoot. You know, he, he was a photographer through Rod and Culture magazine at the time. And he flew in from California to deputy and met me. And he just, me and him clicked, you know, like as soon as I picked him up at the airport, it was like, oh, me and you're going to be best friends. Like we ain't, we ain't buddies. Like me and you're going to be best buds. And then he had some unfortunate events happen to where he had to move and he was going to move back to California from the East coast. And then he said, Hey brother, can I stop and stay at grandma's for a while? And I was like, yeah, well, he met my sister and married my sister. So I have a videographer in my area now that is looking for someone to film and who is wilder than me to catch awesome. on camera, son. So it just worked out. Luck, man. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And that is kind of the story of my life, man. <laughs> I don't think luck has anything to do with it, but you know, some grit and some hard work and some good old favor as far as I'm concerned, because you, you definitely, you know, have earned all that. I've always but seen you I, I tell you as far as, as far as paper to pavement, like I'll take you there. Sorry. It's okay. Go ahead. As far as like, that I have drawn pictures of what I want to do forever. And I usually do it, you know? So he started look like Trent started looking through my books and he said, do you video this? Do you have it all? And me and my brother had started doing it for a YouTube channel, this dream. And I didn't have a name for it at the time. And then when Trent and me decided to really let's like COVID happen, my business went down He's doing Speed and Culture magazine, and it was kind of like wait times were crazy. So we had time. 
And we invested it into making a movie, the Banana Hammock movie, which is on our YouTube channel. And then from that, just grew like, man, I I don't know, just for the first time in my life, having somebody like Trent that I really looked up to as an artist, like having him kind of go, dang, dude, like this is cool. You know, I didn't have anybody saying like, oh, this is a the little street rat kid digging through our garbage, which for ever is what I've been, you know, and I'm like still that kid, but now people are high fiving me and open their gates. I ain't having to jump the fence no more, you know? So it's, it's just <laughs> got, a, a lot better street, life. You got street credit now, Mikey. Yeah. I, I, I like to think that, uh, hard, my hard work and like, I've always tried to honor the people I'm around and when they need something, the answer is yes for me in this area, you know, like if you're in this town with me, I, I got your back, you know, so it's always led for a lot easier life for me around here with a sense of community. I love hearing that. Nothing more important than loyalty, nothing more important than nothing worse than someone who's just on the take. So if someone's helping you and you can bless them back exponentially, there's nothing better than that. It really isn't. I hope I'm on the road to that, man. Like that's honestly what I'm trying to do. I always say I don't need money for nothing, but a lot of people do. And I'd like to be the one to spread it out where I see where it needs to go. You know, um, there's a lot of people out here hungry that are working too hard to miss a meal. You know, I, I want to, I'd like to help these people out. I love that. Well, if there's some way I can help you down the road, do you have any ideas? I'm open-minded. You just let me know. Thanks, um, Mom. Yeah. Now I've always been, well, saying that backwards, I've always seen you as the guy who did things different, right? From the build you did when I first met you and saw you and the, the purple and white car out there at SEMA. What was the name of it again? Seam Ripper? The pearl necklace was pearl that necklace, yeah. that's it. And it just like you had your own look. No one else's stuff looked like yours did from the paint to the interior. You had the sequence upholstery seats that were, you know, glitter bombs, so to speak. And I don't just, you know, it was I always saw you as unique. Take us through your career, the type of work you were doing. Do you miss any of that? Do you you kind of left that behind? moving on to this new path, right? I mean, do you miss it? Yeah, that was the factory, dude. No, that was the factory for me. Like that was my factory job until I got my movie career. You know, I, I want, I have never not wanted to be an actor, you know, all through school. I wanted to, I did drama. My goals at like what I told my ninth grade guidance counselor was I wanted to build a hot wheels car. I wanted to be an actor or I wanted to be a cage fighter. Those were the three things I wanted a cage to fighter do. too, huh? Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Like, those were the three paths I was willing to take. And okay. she looked at me and she said, it's time to grow up, you know? And now I'm like on the, I'm, dude, I'm on the verge of proving her wrong with this Hot Wheels thing, you know? Right. Like, I got real close. <laughs> what's, cool, what's her name? Man. Like, what, what was her name? I can't even remember. I, I, try to, I try to block out the negative people in my life, man. So I don't even remember. Yeah. Um, well, I remember she's that face, though. I, I, yeah, I, I see that face. And yeah, she knows. Listening. Thanks for the ammunition. Well, you know, and I, I, I just hope that she takes the lesson I taught her. And, uh, and you're not the only kid she's done that. That's kids. all right. Oh, no, man. Dream yeah. killers ain't no, ain't, ain't no need for no dream killers mm -hmm. out here. I actually, with my son today, he's got a teacher who's lazy. And I mean, downright lazy. And I told him, my dad always taught me this, and I've only cursed twice on the podcast. I don't want to do it again. But my dad told me, you can't shine. Shh. I'll stop right there. Yeah. curse. And he's right. Yeah. If garbage is garbage. You and can't. Yep. Can't do it. No. And, um, and you just can't gold plate it either, man. There ain't no it, faking it. You, you know? can't shine it up. Can't clean it. Can't play. You can't no, it won't it. do it. So along the way to finding your true calling, which you're in right now, there's got to be bumps in the road obstacles, hardships, things thrown at you that shape you to who you are outside of what we already discussed. Um, is there anything you could tell us that you've been through that has made you who you are and some of the things you've had to overcome? Yeah, man. Paper to pavement started with the idea of the banana hammock being a Hot Wheels Legends car. You know, I was going to take it on the Hot Wheels Legends tour. I was going to try to compete to win to be a Hot Wheels car. Like, and that was in January of 2020 is when we started filming. And man, the year before that, and Nash won the Hot Wheels Legends Tour. Like I had just started, like I'd gotten middle of my build and a Nash Metropolitan won. And I was so committed to mine that I was like, well, we have to finish the filming. We have to like commit to doing the paper to pavement thing. 
But brother, it didn't take it off because I wasn't on stage at Hot Wheels to promote the car the next year. I was it was a dud. Then COVID hit. So this whole side hustle that me and Trent thought paper to pavement was, we got forced into it being the main gig, you know, and we just went all in on it and honestly haven't looked back. But in that gap of time, I went through like massive depression on, can I come up with anything as cool as the banana hammock ever again? You know, I loved that car and I had to sell it just for us to survive. You know, like we, mm. I'm a kind of person I live at zero at all times. I invest every dollar I make into myself to keep growing this crazy family circus that I've got in my head, you know? Yeah. So I just, it, it's, it's pretty crazy because when Trent said, Hey man, Let's try this again. Next movie. You know, we made the movie. We did everything. Then we tried to do a series with Sega with Southeast Gasser Association. We made a whole season called H Gas Alliance, which I think the most views we got on one of them was like 5,000 views. And I invested like 60 grand in all of that, oh. like all of my money. So that was uh, that was the lowest point in my life and that that happened at the end of 2022 season of Sega. I brought back home a truck that I'd spent all the rest of our money like our roof money even that for the roof that's still leaking here. I took my roof money and built a truck called the Bug Zapper which is on that series and then at the end of it the motor blew up and I had to sell it just to start over in this Hot Wheels chase. And that money, that $60,000 invested in all that, I turned that into $10,000. Oh. So it was like, okay, so this is the farthest backwards, but I ain't at zero. I've started at zero before. Yeah. So $10,000 to go after a Hot Wheels car. Hot Wheels cars are only a dollar. So I'm trying to build one 64 times the size of that. So if I can't build something to show up with for $64, I ain't creative enough to even have a car like i shouldn't even be here then and i was like i got 10 grand so i'm a millionaire at their you're scale. about I you're mean, about three people that could pull that off you know that you're one of three I, everybody's got it in them you, you gotta chase it man and it hurts it hurt it's not comfortable you know but oh the satisfaction man like i love it i just love it and you know everyone looks at me and goes yeah. oh you're sleep deprived you've got all this you don't need sleep when you're dreaming when you're awake man like you don't need it you know, it's, it's, I'm living a dream uh, and it's yeah. not costing nothing to do it, you know, like the way I'm doing it, but it is hard on my body. I'm hoping that chasing this hot wheels thing down. Like I have, I never dreamed in a million years that when I showed up in Arizona with the pickle jar and all that stuff that I would even be a contender. Well, we'll we're going to get into that in a minute because we got to explain this thing a little more with For pickle sure. jar and all of it. We got it. We got it. We got to get that. So my next question was, You've all heard the expression all in, and you said that before, so that kind of took the wind out of my sails. And a couple of the questions we've already covered, I'd be 100% liar if I told you I completely understood this entire journey since January. But here's what I do understand. You pretty much cut out Mikey's upholstery, and you went all in on yourself to launch this acting slash creative career based on what you're telling me to be the ultimate creator and create all these things. This new build you've done is just mind blowing. It looks like you came off the assembly line in a cutting edge factory, as far as the finish, the fit and everything. Tell everybody what pickle jar is, tell everybody what the point of pickle jar is. And then we'll, we'll then we'll jump into the different stages with the hot wheels, but tell us about okay. pickle jar. So the pickle jar, I knew that I had like a little window of time. I only had 40 days and I knew in that 40 days that I didn't have like a couple of upholstery jobs because I mean, Mikey's custom upholstery can be closed, but the only skill set I have that people beat my door down that I can keep the lights on with is upholstery. Right. So I am doing some stuff, but for longtime customers, you know, like friends and stuff now, it's a little easier, but well, Mal, repeat what you were saying, buddy. I'm sorry. I got, I got trapped there. No, it's okay. I, I was basically just trying to tell everybody how you're just all in on this. You're all you're, okay. you're putting all your eggs in one basket okay. with the acting slash creative path that you're on. Okay. And this pickle jar car and this whole pickle jar build 
Tell us about the pickle jar car, how it came to be, okay. what went into building it. Then we're going to go into the first stage of the Hot Wheels thing. But let's let's start off with pickle okay. jar. Pickle jar. Okay. So with the pickle jar, my favorite Hot Wheels sets ever are the hauler combos. You know, the team transport sets still, like, I love them. And last year, a monster truck won. And with that monster truck winning, it kind of sparked an idea with me that was like, oh, they'll do other sets. They're not just shooting for $1 cars. They'll do the other boxes. So I went to Walmart, walked the aisles, and I was like, team transport. I'll do a transporter. So the pickle jar was, I thought, do I have enough scraps to build a truck? I'm probably the craziest person in the world to think I did. But the roof is the extra roof I had from the parts car for the other Izetta, which the other Izetta is the show car. And this, the pickle jar, was going to be my test, not as a craftsman, but an artist. I want to show that, brother, I I can do more than what you tell me. You do not have to show up with a draft to get something that the world is going to ooh and awe over. You know, I hate that. I hate doing other people's ideas. It's It was just getting exhausting to me, and I felt like I was in an artistic prison, you know? So the pickle jar is a way to express that, you know? And, brother, the pickle jar is a flatbed hauler. And it is me as a person. It's a country kid on a lowrider bicycle. That's what I was, you know, bib overhauls and and a lowrider bicycle. And that truck is that, you know, like I tried to take those two things and put them together. What is a workhorse that's also cool to back into the beach and fish off of down here to Lake, you know, and that's all that truck is to me. And that is the first half of the full set of my idea to really finish off Hot Wheels. Now, if any of you guys haven't seen it yet, which I'm sure there are some people, I mean, I have aircraft guys that listen to this. I have, you know, carpet guys that listen to this. It's mostly auto audience, obviously. That's who's warmed up to this side of social media for us. But you guys need to take a peek at Mikey's page. What's your, while we're just to interject real quick, what's your Instagram handle? So my Instagram handle is Mikey Brown 1957. And then the YouTube channel is Paper to Pavement. And the YouTube stuff is all filmed in like movie quality as far as I'm concerned. And that's done by Trent. And then all the stuff on Instagram is just me. That's kind of what I consider my daily journal, you know? Yeah. So right. that's keep just track everything. Keep every- you know, yeah, I watching, just want everyone watching to feel everything like blossom. they're riding along. Yeah, I want everybody to feel like they're riding along with yeah. them too, you know, because they are. I, I am a person that kind of feeds off of positive energy, you know, I, right. and I mean, I feed off of any kind of energy period, honestly, you know, I'd be lying to say positive. I'm just, I, I'm a big boy. I can eat. So if it's yeah. negative energy, I, I suck it up and I try not to, I've been surrounding myself in positivity all the time. Mm-hmm. And I found that the smaller my circle got, the better it got for me, man. And this pickle jar project, like what you see, and I hope everyone takes time to go watch, we have a two-part docu-series so far, and there's a third part coming of the Pickle Jar on Paper to Pavement YouTube channel. And I hope you guys really take the time to stop and see how much of it I did. Like, I genuinely went brand. I, I am Paper to Pavement. I And I'm not that great of an artist either. I'm not that great of a welder. I'm not that great of an anything but a pollster. I, I, I'm a master pollster. Other than that, I don't have 10,000 hours in anything. I'm just learning as I go, you know, right. so... The pickle jar was really a test to see to myself. I'm not saying a test for anyone else for me. It's me. Am I good enough to be an artist and feed my kids? They're getting ready to start kindergarten. This is the last year I've got. 2023 is my year. It's all in. And I I promise you, Mal, when I say we're all in, my wife cleared out her retirement to do this too. So like we are all in to do this for sure. All right. This is a dumb question, but I'm still going to ask it. You mentioned your wife, your kids. I know you love your kids and love your wife. And the times we've talked, that's what you talk about. Who's been, first of all, talk about your wife and your kids. Let's do that first. Well, when I met my wife, I was on a fast track to incarceration. You know, I was looking for trouble and I was finding a lot too, you know, and I found her and she was like a bright light. You know, I was a senior in high school and she was just, I don't know, like it was dark around here and she was just smiling about everything, you know, and I I liked it. I wasn't, I was not smiling about everything back then. I was not who I am now. And she brought that out of me, you know, and when I met her, I really, she was my, she's always been my, kind of my only friend, you know, 
And I seen, as soon as I met her, a, a life that I could build if I worked really, really hard. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the family tree that I grew off of, I, I don't really fit into. I, I'm a, I'm bearing fruit, you know, I got fruit hanging off my limb that just don't match the rest of the tree. So I've kind of just always wanted to break my branch off and build roots from it. And I've been able to do that with Ruthie. You know, she has wanted what I've wanted. She's just wanted a friend to have fun with. And that's all we've ever tried to do. We try to survive. Then <laughs> I mean, it is. We just try to survive till tomorrow and smile about it. That's awesome. I was going to skip that question because we kind of talked about them a little, but I'm glad I didn't because that was beautiful. I mean, it really was. I, I just thought my wife had, yeah, I just thought my wife was hot with a nice butt, you know? That was, <laughs> that was, <laughs> I, I always like looking at what things can be, not what they are, man. I hear you. Women included. All right. Now you're getting a little choked up on me, which I like, cause I'm an emotional guy, Sorry, but no, I love it. Don't hide that. Tell me about your kids and say whatever you want to say. I just want to hear, I hear, I want to hear your values as a dad and, you know, with the kids and what they mean to you and, you know, let her, I just want to. I just want to be the role model, man. You know, my dad was an artist growing up, like dead set, like a hardcore artist. And really like, as far as someone I look up to, like not, I can't say as a man, but definitely as an artist, I always seen my dad, you know, and I, I didn't, I have to say, I didn't like the way that he added artwork into his life. And I'm trying to honestly find a healthy way to do that with my kids. And I'm lucking out because my daughter is an artist, like natural born. She's, and I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy going to talk about his kid. Like she's something, but she is like, you guys think I'm something. Get, give me 20 years and I'll show you. I'll be working for somebody that's really something. Her name's Loita and she will be, I guarantee you, she'll be the one on the throne in my family. You know, I'll be bound down to her for sure. And then Jimmy, I call him Jimbo Slice. I'm a big Kimbo Slice fan. I'm actually wearing a Kimbo Slice the shirt. That's even. awesome. Oh, you got a Kimbo and, uh, shirt on. That's great. Yeah, I love Kimbo. And but so I I named him Jimmy after my grandfather. His name is Jimmy Daryl Brown. My grandfather's name was Jimmy Daryl Short. And he is, I, I mean, I I don't you know we don't know, but he's a touch of the spectrum. And he is he's fun all the time. He's into Ninja Turtles too, which is easy for me. He's not a car kid at all. I can't bring it out of him, but it seems like my daughter's going to be, you know, she's, she's definitely what I consider myself now is I've tried to take the best from my mother's side, which is the engineering, you know, my grandfather was an engineer and then the best from my father's side, which he was an art, you know, my dad's a great artist. So actually I'm not an upholster anymore. I now consider myself an artistic engineer and my daughter is definitely an artistic engineer too, you know? So like, it's just fun. And, and Jimmy is there. Like, he's like Mama Bear is, you know, he's, he's there chasing and wants to see what's getting made and wants to gather. Like, it's, it's fun. All of us are really putting together a system here where we're a team, you know, and we all rely on each other. Like, I even rely on them kids now. I, I need a hug midday, you know, so yeah. it's, it's nice, you know, it's, it's nice stuff. to be here yeah, we and just, try to develop around my family. We just had to have the talk with our daughter because she's 13 about to be 14 and she'll no longer give us a kiss in public and me and my oh. wife are like we can let this kind of stuff go oh man like everyone else does or we could put our foot down so we put our foot down the other day and said you're losing a little bit of who you are and we understand what's happening because yeah. we went through that same thing when you were your age but you ain't gonna lose it and if we want to kiss in public you're gonna freaking do it and that's going to be it. And I don't want to hear, love you, daddy. And it's, I love you, daddy. That's I it. I'm so scared. I'm I'm scared of what my daughter's going to be like. Be scared, dude, because I never thought my daughter would even come to this now, point. She, and she still likes us to, you know, sit with her at night yeah. before she goes to bed. But they start to pull away, right? Because they're starting. I mean, she's going to be 14, starting to become adults in a way, yeah. heading into that high school stage. You know, you want them to be independent. But at the end of the day, dude. You're not going to stop. Give oh, I know. And I mean, brother, that's another stop. reason. I love you, daddy. It ain't going to happen. Hey, and that's another reason I'm trying to invest in the youth in my area, too. You know, I want my daughter to have some better choices than what I'm seeing, you know. And I think if I'm man enough to help raise some of these little street kids like I was out running around, maybe, 
you know, I can develop something she's worth, she's worth matching up with, you know? Yeah. We'll wait till she's about 40 for that. Okay. We'll see, brother. We don't talk about that stuff in this dojo. We try not to. We don't either, brother. <laughs> well, but hey, I still right. hear the echoes whispering down the hallways. Yeah. Okay. The Hot Wheels. You, you enter oh, Pickle Jar into the Hot Wheels contest, right? Oh, brother. Like, I enter in, I try. I enter in the Hot Wheels contest. They put the, they put the schedule out. And they're like one of the last ones was in Phoenix. So it was Phoenix, Arizona. And then there's one right after it a couple of weeks later in California, which yeah. I didn't want to travel to California. I didn't really know anywhere that I could stay for free. So in Phoenix, I have family. I have an aunt that let us live there. I not live there, but she would. But she let us stay there while the Hot Wheels show was going on. So I thought, OK, well, that saves me a ton of money, you know, because we can stay there. We don't have to get hotels. And that gives me a lot of time. Well, all I had when I entered in that show done was the pickle jar. And I mean, it's a rattle can paint job, dude. Like it's me as a truck, you know, like I'm, I look cool from a distance, but I'm rough around the edges. You know, it, it is what it is. And I ain't for everybody, you know, and that's kind of what that truck was. But like I needed for Hot Wheels, I needed something to show my other side, which was the showman side. You know, I want to show up. I want to make a dent. <laughs> I want to kick start and go. So I dreamed up a Harley shovelhead powered kickstart flip body eyes at a funny car, all asymmetrically designed for Hot Wheels packaging too. Hot Wheels cars face towards the right. So I'm trying to show Hot Wheels that I am, I hate being like this, but you know, like Ed Roth, when Hot Wheels first started, Ed Roth had to beat Nick Bandit in the line. And then they went on to make models and all this stuff. And my thing is, like, I don't want to do models. I like Hot Wheels cars. You know, I, I don't want to go down a different road. I want to show Hot Wheels right now. I can fit into as many lines as I can make in the time I've got before the next round. You know, so, and that round was big deal. And big deal, I, I didn't want to just show, hey, I'm an artist. I can rattle can something. I wanted to show that I'm a professional in this automotive industry. Yeah. And... Not that like I'm trying to get any respect, but I'm trying to convince myself that I I yeah. need some I need to put some, you know, muscle behind it. Yeah, yeah. So when you're there and you show up and you have a look around, tell us the truth. No, no BS. Tell us the truth. What's the first thing that goes through your mind when you look around and see all these crazy builds that were funded by God knows how many thousands of dollars? I, I knew I was, I knew I'd brought a knife to a gunfight. You know, I, I, I'm honest with myself, man. And I'm, I was happy with what I brought because I knew we were going to get to take them home, you know, and I'd almost prepared a defeat speech more than any kind of win. I didn't think I had a chance, you know, I'm looking yeah. at, I'm looking at legit cars. Like I'm looking at guys that have spent a lot of time and not just that in this industry, I respect them. You know, they've fed a lot of families with the guys that have uh, the whole teams. But at the end of the day, what's beautiful about this hot wheels thing is they have three criterias. They have creativity, authenticity, and garage spirit. And Hey, I just decided I was ready to go head to head with anybody in the world in those three categories. And I did man. And at Phoenix, Arizona, you know, I mean, I was good enough there and next round we're going to hold see on, hold on. that first round. Everybody How many cars did you make it out of? How many builds were there? I mean, there, I don't know, but in that round, there's 10,000 entrants, you know, like, so 10, entrants in the world, you know, you get 10,000 entrants in that round. What? And, okay. So, and how many cars got pulled from that first round went on to the next? Like, I don't, I mean, I think maybe a couple dozen, you know, maybe so like I'm in 24 or so and I'm in wow. 20, like, so I'm in a population almost the size of the town I'm from brother, you know, it. <laughs> You just got it's cool. <laughs> and I stack up well in this size of pond. You know, I feel a lot more comfortable now, which is wild to say. But in the last round, I didn't feel like I had a chance at all. And now that I know that Hot Wheels appreciates me as an artist, I jumped into an even bigger project to get us there. I mean, you basically worldwide defeated. 9,900 and some odd other builders funded by many a thousands of dollars, many a better a tool, many a better a CNC machine and everything. And a staff, a lot of times, and a staff, new equipment, new parts, new supplies, new metal. 
and you scrap this thing together and you're in the top 1%. But but Mal, I you can't think that big to accomplish something, you know? I the only person I was actually competing with was my inner me, you know? I have a lot of doubt in myself. There ain't nobody doubts I can do this more than me. Nobody. Well, you're And my you're, whole goal in life is yeah. to prove myself wrong. You're you're competing with yourself and I'm competing for you with everybody else. You're in the top 1% in the world. And you're Thank going you, into a, a machine gun fight with a, with a, you know, with a two inch blade. I'm good. Hey, I know I'm good with a pair of shears, son. Hey, I got it. I'm <laughs> good with a blade. Scissors. I'm good with a blade, boys. And, and the thing it. is, you're, hey, you're... I have been sewing for ten years, and it's time to reap. You know, and I mean, as cocky as that may sound, I'm I'm sharp, man. I'm prepared for this. You're ready. And I like I like where I'm standing in the world right now. I, I like that I'm independently standing on what I've invested in. I didn't need anybody else to believe in me to believe in me, you know. And I and but me and my wife, you know, and Trent, and we got here on our own, man. And it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to Dude, be standing on the stage you a couple, lit so high. I'm not gonna lie to you. A couple of things. One, thank God you're not a woman. Two, thank God you're married. Cause <laughs> I, dude, I marry you. This is unbelievable. <laughs> thank you, buddy. Dude, I'm into <laughs> it. I'm excited for you. I'm proud of you. I instantly took a, a liking to you. You know, three minutes into this conversation, and it's just growing as the podcast goes. And I just want everyone to understand the magnitude of what you're doing, what you're building. And when you're doing that and building and growing and building and growing in stature, and you're going against people and other entities that are more well-heeled financially and everything else, dude, that's something to be proud of. Whether you win this thing or not, you are top 1% in the world. I've never been top 90% of anything. Individual. Oh, yeah, you are, brother. You are me. You are me. Right. You're one of the best people I've ever met, man. Come on. Dude. You're good, dude. And the thing is, everybody is. that That's what I'm trying to prove here is I'm from a town of 38 people. Try, guys. Just try. Your, your does, best is good enough. If you does, Hot Wheels, good people. does Hot Wheels know your story? If not, they're going to November 2nd. You know, when I get there, they're going to know when I pull up in this big bus I'm building right now. Can we make a sign or something on that bus to tell the story? I hope. No, Dude, if some, I, I would love to just driving down the highway, but I honestly don't have any money, Mal. I be, gotta be honest, I don't. What would it take um, to get a sign on this bus if someone wants to read about you? Fifteen sentences in big enough font, they can walk up to your exhibit, see this sign, and kind of really know what went into your thing. What would it take? Paper to pavement on YouTube and a URL code that they can scan going down the highway would set me up. Okay. Where would you put it? On the back of the bus, the side of the bus? No, I'd put it I'd put it on the package side. So because when I set up, I'm not allowed to show anything. You know, like so the package side is I've got it set up to where big deal goes sideways in my bus, and then the pickle jar goes on the back of it. So it's yeah. a full transporter set that I'm building out of this bus. And I would put it on the opposite side of the bus that would be showing on the packaging, you right. know, because they wouldn't me- want to use it. Send me the dimensions of what we need. Okay. And if we can we laser it on wood and make it look good, I'll give it to somebody Dude, who's got a laser. Uh, if I mean honestly, even if it is on a banner, I can put it on like that would look cool to me, you know, like a Hot Wheels or bus type thing would look awesome to me. You know, I'm I'm a scrap kid, dude. I'm good. Right. Well, to, let's, I'm good let's to design it and I'm gonna pay for it and we're gonna do whatever the hell Thank you want. Thank you, Mal. Love yeah, you, dude. dude. Thank you for that, brother. Let's do it. Let's do it. And we're gonna have people listening right now. And hopefully someone has a better idea than I just did, and we could make it even better. Um, that's cool, man. I appreciate that. story that. needs to be told one way or another, and these Hot Wheels guys need to see you and realize where this came from. Well, um, and we're independently filming all of that for Paper to Pavement on YouTube, man. Like, that is what I'm doing. And after this, I've already started filming a series called Mikey's Acre of Earth that just shows how I have to survive out here with my scrap pile. And I've saved that back, hoping maybe Hot Wheels or someone else will help join in and and want to back this thing because I want I really want to show a light. I really want to shine a light on the guys like me that didn't buy the big play sets. I bought it a stick at a time, you know, a dollar twenty five for mowing grass is what I could do, and I built my Hot Wheels sets that way. And that's kind of who I want to advertise for because there's no advertisement for that, and there's a lot of kids turning to other things digitally when they could live in this real world with me with Hot Wheels cars. Mm. 
Wow. All right. Well, the next question, God is my witness, is Mikey, tell everyone about your YouTube platform and tell us what we can do to support you and this quest to really reach Hot Wheels immortality. You know, so we we established one thing, my idea with the sign, that the story needs to be told without you having to tell it. So that's one thing we're going to do. And I'm going to, I'm hoping some of our listeners listen all the way through to this sucker and they'll, they'll chime in and help me I tell, make it really good. I, and there is another way you guys can help us. I have a donation section on my paper to pavement.com. Like I don't want to go through any outside entity. We have a donation section in our shop yeah. that is for like project fund. And all of that funding right now is going into getting me to Hot Wheels. I do not have fuel money to get there. Like I'm building this bus right now. I don't have money to put plates on it. I don't have money to get it there. I'm going under. My soul is telling me if I build it, they will come. Okay. Now the bus, which is new, you just launched that idea maybe a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. Today is a week, actually. I've owned okay. it a week today. Yeah, because I've been following close and just cheering you on. And really, to be honest with you, haphazardly cheering, because I don't know what the hell I was cheering for until the, the all the way until the podcast. Now I completely understand everything. So the website yeah. where people can donate is paper to pavement.com. Yes. Okay. And be care and like we've got all of the shop stuff on there. Some stuff's out of stock until after this Hot Wheels thing. I just don't have time to get new merch and stuff at the moment, but it's fully under the plan. Like, that's all next. Okay. If there's anybody out there that even has materials that you can bless Mikey with or things you think he can use, let's see if we can get it to him and let him, because he's got he's to build this bus out, get it ready, attach everything to it, get it roadworthy, yeah. and then drive you the can, thing. And so you can... And you can send it to P.O. Box 57, Deputy Indiana 47230. And I'm really good friends with the people at the post office, and they'll call me and tell me to get a trailer. You can send anything that the post office will take where you drop off. If, if you ship it to me, I'll find a good use for it, man. I'm a hot rod recycler, and I'm trying to show that whatever you guys see as trash can be, turn into something cool, you know, I, I hope. Yeah, I'm hoping some of my, my customers – that have some surplus things they don't need or listening and people put their money where their mouth is as far as being a good person, because you're kind of representing what 99.9% of this population does taking their dream and making it real. And that 0.01% makes it happen. And you are win or lose. You've, you're already there. You just got to get that dang car there that's all you got to do paper i need i've got it the paper i just need to get it on that pavement in los angeles november 2nd and i, I feel really good like I, i'm where i'm standing in deputy if i can just pick that up and teleport it to los angeles i'm a contender man i feel like i am we're taking it we're taking it all the way well you're taking it all the way the title tag. thanks brother I'll be praying thank for that you buddy hoping for that and we're going to collaborate on this sign i'm taking off for the aircraft show then i come home for a a day and a half that I take off to Detroit for that auto show back for three days. Then I'm off to SEMA. So we got to get, when this is done. SEMA when it, I don't know when SEMA November is. 1st is day one. Oh, okay. Second, third and fourth. So November 1st through fourth. Well, I've got this hot wheels thing on the second and then I'll be in Los Angeles. So, I mean, I may rent a car and buzz over or something. If, if somebody can get me in the gate, I had to pay for a badge because we don't have the booth anymore. So I'm I'm dipping in for you know two days and dipping That's and dipping right out. I think, but if I you're think there, I can still get a badge. If you're there on the first, we'll be walking around. But somebody hopefully can get you a badge. Anyone else listening's got an extra badge? Call me or call my or you know email me. No, uh, I can, message I can Mikey. probably get one. I can even probably get one through Wyotech or something. I can probably get one. Yeah, you know, I just idea. didn't if know you could when dip the in time there and was. say hello. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool, man. Yeah, and you got my cell phone now. Just text me where you're at and. That first day, sure, we're gonna be walking around and you know, trying to really just trying to bless people that have blessed us, right? So, if someone puts, I don't know, six leather hides in a in a car from Warren Giles, Randy wants to go visit them, and I said, "Well, I'm going to be doing the same thing." And I came up with the idea: let's walk around like where's friggin' Waldo, and just oh, have cool. people find us. Where's Mal and Randy? That that's finding so Mal and Randy is what I coined it, but that's what we're going to do. And we're just, hopefully we're going to take three people to your car, ten people to this guy's car. Oh, shoot, they're on their way to Mikey's car, and they all want to see that. Next thing you know, there's 30 people there at the same time, that. and we're all friends. A lot of us know each other from Instagram and 
you know, Facebook and, you know, being at SEMA before. So it kind of like a little reunion. That's what I'm hoping. It's a good for. thing you're doing, man. That's a good thing. That's awesome, dude. What else am I going to do? You know, I can't do anything with these anymore. (laughs) So I got to, I got to, I got to try to kind of try to leverage some good ideas and, you know, build my brand at the same time selfishly. And, you know, once in a while, sell something. What else do I do? You know, my dream was to be is literally life, man. That's what you got to do to survive. Yeah. My dream was to be the point guard for the Georgetown Hoyas and then be the point guard for the, for the Los Angeles Lakers, like Magic Johnson. That's what I want to do as a kid, as hard as I could. I couldn't turn this athletic body into a NBA powerhouse. So, yeah. Hey, but you can put bets on them now, man, off of things you've learned from when you were a kid, you know, because I can too, you know, I I can, I can call picks and everything and I can, I can make parlays that sometimes keep the lights flickering on too. So there are ways (laughs) to use all. Now we're we're gambling. Dude, I, Hey, I, uh, I, I use my brain for any way that the, the yeah, universe you know tells me to. The hard work that I used to, I used to try so hard, Mikey, and I only had so much athletic ability. I was a Division three player. But that hard work really? that you put in back then, dreaming and looking, and it translates later in life. It doesn't have to be basketball. Exactly. So it could be helping somebody or work, you know, something with work, whatever, growing the business. So Discipline. You learn discipline through it, yeah. which is the most – I mean, that is the most valuable – thing on this earth is just discipline i'm not good at what i do i just do it so much like i screw it up so much that now guys i work 18 hours a day you know seven days a week so i just play in my scrap that long and that's all i do like my kids come out there and visit me and we played in scrap together that's our family time you know so like hey brother you just gotta have fun and screw up as much as you can and then eventually get it right listen dude this was so much fun Thank you for coming on. Definitely a blessing to the show. And this is definitely on the Mount Rushmore of episodes for me. So thanks, Mal. And brother, I got to go back and I'm sorry that I'm just now picking up on this. I'll go back and be watching them. I I need some I need some good stuff to tune into for some motivation. So thanks for everything. We've we've had some good stuff. There's some funny ones. There's serious ones. There's everything in between. You learn a lot about people. Is Uh, Shane in one yet? Huh? Is Shane from Sewn Tight in one yet? Oh yeah, I had Shane, I had Shane and Jessica on there a while back. Good, yep. good, good. Uh, yep. That's a, that's where I'll start right there. Short, start with Shane. Yeah, me and Shane have gotten closer and closer and closer over the years. That's a good person right there. Same that's with my Jessica. brother, dude. That is yeah. my brother. They mean nothing but good in this world. They're good forces in this world. Yeah, no, he chills. He he sent me the picture of the, of the stove before <laughs> stove oven combo before I, I showed love it him. to me. So yeah, that's why I, I said you gotta guy. ask him about the the oven. And I dying <laughs> when I saw the picture. I'm looking at it and I'm like. That's a, uh, that's like a mini, 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 you know, 20, I only have a thousand season. square foot house though. Thousand square foot house. The little oven fits perfect. It's, it's <laughs> absolutely perfect piece to the house. It's incredible. It's funny. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'm going to sign off. Go have a good night. Enjoy the kids. Thanks, Mal. And, uh, hey, no way. I'm jumping yeah. back in the lab, brother. Mad scientist is clocking back in. See you Get later. In brother. Send me something good. Thanks for listening in today, everybody. If you learned something new, and liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe for more NC Shop Talk. Do me a favor and help us grow this sucker. Share this show on your social media feeds and with anyone else who'd love to hear it. Thanks for giving us a listen. And until next time, remember to get out there and make it happen.